you. It's time for another episode of the three in one podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, the master of the pivot, international Ian Lamont Morgan. Pompe, Pompe, that's my thing. What's going on, everybody? Good to be back to the three in one. And here in Columbus, by way of Cincinnati, give it up for Keith Turner Jr. What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? In Columbus, but still root for the home team. And here in the capital city, it's your boy, Malcolm Morgan. Thank you. Thank you. You're far too kind. Gentlemen, how are we doing today? We're feeling pretty good, Brother Malcolm. Feeling pretty good. My Bengals are still winless, but it's okay. It's all right. We're about to do a home team check-in here in a minute. Ian, how are things up in the land of Cleves? Pretty amazing, I must say. The tribe is in the playoffs. We things are clicking on all cylinders. Browns are two and one. The first time since twenty fourteen. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's just go ahead and get into it. We're gonna start off, we don't do this very often, but talking about the teams that we follow in the NFL. Gonna check in on how we're feeling about our teams right now. Yeah, let's just let's start there. Let's start Keith, let us know how you're feeling about your Bengals. You got Joe Burrow. Yeah. In the fold now. Yep. Uh, I mean, honestly, there was two very winnable games. Uh, well, I mean, they were all winnable. Uh, we had a chance to, you know, do what we needed to in every single game, uh, which is encouraging. Uh, mm-hmm. Last year, we had some really bad uh, games. Andy Dalton played terrible, followed by Ryan Finley playing even more terrible. <laughs> um, so, it, you know, Joe Burrow is Joe Burrow. Uh, but the truth is we need an offensive line to protect him. Uh, and we need to get our running game going with Joe Mixon. Uh, I think our offense needs to run as Joe goes and uh, allow that run game to open up the passing game. Uh, but the run game has been absolutely, uh, completely absent, which has <laughs> mean, which has meant Joe Burrow would throw 60 times mm-hmm. uh, against Cleveland and, uh, you know, I believe another 40, 50 times this past week. So, we got some we got some uh, areas to work on on that offense and our defense. We, gosh, can can the Falcons hurry up and fire you know Quinn so I mean, we can be dang. our defensive coordinator? Because good <laughs> lord, we still need some help there too. Um, so yeah, uh, I mean, o two and one uh, was definitely two winnable games. I still think we may pull out four to five wins this season and then maybe get uh, a what maybe top five pick. Maybe we'll maybe. see. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think the Bengals that that game against Philly was. Rare. I I watched. I think they were in overtime, and I was like, "Okay, Philly's about to pull this out with a little field goal." And then they lost, and I just, and they tied after the penalty. I was just like, Man. "No, you said it right. We lost. You know, both teams <laughs> everyone, lost. Everyone, it's terrible. I'd rather <laughs> I'd rather lose than tie. Just give me the L." Uh, Ian Cleveland is in a position they have not been in in quite some time, mm. so you must be feeling pretty good there mm. on the lake. You know, it's bittersweet. Um, it's definitely sweet. Look, let me stop. We take wins where we can get them. So it's amazing. Then separately, you're also still not extremely excited because outside of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, team doesn't look that great. Mm. Uh, the defense is definitely uh, in the bend, almost about to break, pretty much going to break territory. <laughs> um, the O-line is looking better. Uh, is decent, but between injuries and uh, the the way that Baker does not look, he's in he's in game manager mode. But um, you know, maybe maybe that's and maybe that's where we need him. But uh, you know, you kind of want to see a little bit more fluidity, uh, just in case we do get down in some of these ball games and the rush attack is not what we can lean on. But uh, definitely happen to be two and one. Uh, but looking ahead, uh, you know, Cowboys Sunday we'll learn a lot about the squad. That is for sure. Oh yes, and my Forty ers you know, got off to a injury riddled start to this season, mm-hmm. but we're getting George Kittle back. Um, going into this week two and one, uh, the injuries could not have happened at a better time when we got to play the Jets and Giants back to back. Should be dubs, <laughs> <laughs> and so we got those two wins under our belt. Uh, even last week, having. Almost no first string players in any position. We still won that game pretty easily. So yeah. I still feel all right. 
Garoppolo looks like he'll be back soon, but Mullins is a solid backup who can hold it together as guys are getting healthy. We got George Kittle back this week. Uh, you know, I'm feeling all right. It's, it's going to be a tough division, though. That that loss, I think, is going to come back to haunt us at some mm-hmm. point against Arizona. So, mm-hmm. But I feel good as long as we can get healthy at the right time and everybody playing at a high level. We could be right back uh, where we should be. So I commend your resolve because 49ers were dropping like flies. I mean, and, uh, here, you are just, here you are just feeling good and such. Bro, when I saw all the well, it 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 hurts bad enough that we lost Bosa and Thomas for the year. That those are huge losses for us. But it could have just been a disaster. We lost Richard Sherman week one. Yep. Samuel, I don't think has played yet this year. Um, we lost three running back. Like it's just been a a crazy beginning of the season. Um, so knock on wood. Hopefully the worst is over. <laughs> Um, but let's let's uh, get into some football action. The Monday night game was the much hyped uh, battle between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. Um, I was looking forward to watching that game, and it didn't look like much of a contest nope, <laughs> up to a certain all. point. No, not at uh, all. That opening drive, I was like, okay, the Ravens look like they're going to be all right, and then that was pretty much it offensively for it them is. for the rest of the game. Yep. Um, so we're going to do a little contender or pretender with these two teams. Mm. Um, Kansas City, I think they sent a clear message about where they fall. But Baltimore, are they a contender or a pretender this year? I honestly think until I see um, the level of play that we saw the first two weeks uh, when it really counts, I think they are a pretender. Um, I think they're, if you shut down their running game and force Lamar Jackson to sit in the pocket and find guys. He showed this past uh, Monday night that he was not able to do so. Um, I think they're missing one really solid playmaking wide receiver. I think that would really make them dangerous. But if you take away their run game, contain contain, uh, Lamar Jackson uh, with his – feet at least I think Kansas City did a great job of doing that I think the Ravens are in trouble so uh, we'll see uh, hopefully Lamar Jackson continues to prove me wrong because I root for every quarterback black um, mm-hmm. but at the end of the day I I, I saw a lot uh, from that Kansas City defense one and then two I really saw and Tennessee showed us again last you know playoffs what you do to beat this Ravens team so and by the yeah, way, I'm for go. all of my three and one listeners, I did have a baby since the last time we have uh, been together. So if you ever hear anything, that is my my darling Avon wanting to talk about sports with us. <laughs> Back to you, Ian. <laughs> Shout out to Avon. Um, Keith, I got to be honest. You sound like every pundit before last season started. Um, mm. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Um. I, I guess wrong on Lamar once, and I learned, and I had I had Lamar in fantasy last year, and I just learned that you just you just don't doubt him. No, you, you don't. Just don't in do the regular it. season. Uh, mm, uh, it's, mm. too, it's too early. It's too early for him. To, he's not playoff <laughs> team. We have we don't have enough. We don't have enough evidence that he's straight in the playoffs. But um, I'm going to go ahead and call this though the Monday night uh, curse. Mm. I'll be curious to see uh, how this goes for the rest of the year because Drew, Bre- Drew Brees came out and laid an egg, but then uh, followed it up. What you, uh, almost 300 yards, three touchdowns, 128 passer rating the next game. And everybody was talking about, well, watch up Drew Brees. They were ready to send him to the nursing home. Mm-hmm. So uh, with Lamar, he still rushed for 88 yards. Um, 83, I'm sorry. Uh, and if that's a good game containing him on the ground, then that's just still scary. Uh, yeah, he didn't have a great time throwing the ball, but his receivers didn't have, they weren't looking extreme. They didn't have a whole lot of pop to the offense, period. Ian, uh, I think you're and, underestimating. He had 97 yards yeah, passing. Oof. 97, I, Ian. I, I do understand. Okay, do just understand, want to throw that out there. But, Lamar Jackson's game is predicated on making successful passes to, you know, to what? To back, you know, a whole lot of slant routes, so there's a lot of short stuff, and then home run balls either to Brown or to Willie Sneed. Uh, and Mark Andrews there in the middle in between. He had so a couple of big like, drops, too, this past Monday. Exactly. Yeah. I was just going to mention. So, I mean, I, I don't think his guys really came through for him. You, you look at, you know, three target, eight targets for Mark Andrews, three catches. Mm. Six targets for Marquise Brown, two catches. And so while all of those were not catchable balls, some of them were. 
Yeah. And guys just didn't tell them to play. And so I'm not worried about the Ravens. They're still a contender. Mm. The things you got to look at for this team, they are dead last in passing offense and mm. near the bottom of points against. Um, and in this current NFL, you got to be able to throw the ball at some point. Yeah. You got to be able to do it. So yep. um, those have got to be concerning. But if you look at the, the Ravens' next four games, this is the time where you can get healthy. They got Washington. They got Cincinnati. They got Philly. And I think they have one more. The Eagles, I think, right? Yeah. So Washington, Philly, and uh, Bengals. So they can get, you know, get right, get some momentum going. And then we'll be talking about them again once again as one of the top teams. But and then I they think, got Pittsburgh. And, and then they got that, for real. That's going to be the test to yeah. see, okay, is this team for real? Um, is, but is Pittsburgh the test again? Are they really like, is, I feel like we're talking about Texas. Is Pittsburgh back? Their defense is really good, bro. Their defense is really good. I mean, shut down Saquon Barkley week one. Um, now, I mean, they played Daniel Jones, which, you know, we, jury's still out on him. But, I mean, their defense has been really solid, honestly. Bud Dupree has been scary coming off the edge. Um, you know, of course, you got you guys like TJ Watt, Mika Fitzpatrick, uh, you know, Hayward. They are stacked on defense, honestly. Yeah. I yeah. I, I I agree. I think the that's going to be a good test for them to see where the, where where Pittsburgh fits in that divisional race and in the AFC, and then how real Baltimore is. But I think when it comes down to it, they're going to be right back up there with some of the top teams. Um, are they a real contender? You know, there's a lot of evidence to show that maybe the Lamar Jackson thing isn't real in the playoffs. But like Ian said, it's not a lot, of, not a large sample size. No. We'll see. If I'm going with my gut right now, I would say pretender. I'm a little concerned about that passing Ooh, game. Yeah, same. To same. not even get over 100 yards. J.K. Dobbins was their leading receiver. Yeah. Four catches, or what, I think like 20, 30 yards. Mm-hmm. And J.K. Dobbins is known to drop a few in, you know, in crutch time. You know, let's not talk about last year's Clemson game. So if J.K. Dobbins is your leading receiver, you probably have a problem. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I agree, too. That I think they need another receiver. Oh gosh, yeah. They Marquise do. Brown is is a good young receiver, but I mean, we talk about this. I feel like every time we talk about football, a B to this team, I think it would just be such a slam dunk. Oh my god, it would be unbelievable. Yeah, I, I do think they need a bigger guy some, on the outside mm. somewhere. Yeah, but yeah, I'm sorry. If we're going to make, I'm gonna call this uh, Pittsburgh is a pretender, uh, especially because we're singing their praises after beating Denver and Houston. <laughs> And they're raving about their defense against uh, Mr. Lott and ooh, the the Hopkins list uh, Texans. But we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this race. It's going to be an exciting time in the century. Yeah. That's for sure. And then let's – I mean, do we even need to talk about the Chiefs? Are they contender or contender? Nope. I think we're all pretty clear on that. Very clear. Crystal <laughs> clear. And their defense looked really solid yeah. too last night. That's what I was really impressed Monday with. Night. I was really impressed with uh, their defense. They really were able to kind of contain Lamar for the most part on the ground as well. Um, Clyde Edwards-Alaire looks like a potential star in that offense as well. He does. What he's going to be able to do for them. And I honestly question why they chose him first, you know, over, you know, some of the other backs that were in this past draft class. But they knew what they were doing. Andy Reid. He knows knows what he knows. Great minds thicker like you. We're both saying the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So let's talk about some teams that we know for sure are pretenders right now, and that that is this group of winless teams. Mm. There's I I got a list of about four of them, I believe. That I'm a little surprised that they're winless right now. We have the Eagles. We have who have that ugly ugly tie on the record. Uh, Minnesota. Houston, Houston, yeah. and Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Atlanta, maybe you know Falcons go to Falcon. This, yep. you know, I, that's how I feel about the Falcons after that Super Bowl and yep. every season after that. So, yep. which one of these teams are you most surprised is winless right now? Ian, you want to start? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I've I've long held the opinion that Dan Quinn is the Mike D'Antoni of the NFL, um, but. I'm definitely uh, – uh, I've, I've had my feel as well, the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Shouts out to Julio. Calvin Ridley's having a monster season so yes. far. Um, they got some young bucks who are doing some things. But um, I did not like the reach 
for Todd Gurley. And I know I'm going to get a whole lot of blowback from folks because we love us some Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. He's done. He's been done since that suspect time in the playoffs uh, when he was with the Rams. And I, and I hate to see it. You know, I don't know what happened to him. I will be curious to find out as I continue to watch in the future. And it's not like he had a terrible game. I just don't think he gives enough uh, by way of rushing attack. And maybe, maybe, maybe it's me. Maybe it's the fact that Mike D'Antoni won't hand him the ball more because he only had 14 attempts in the game. Um, but it seems like they just cannot sustain a successful formula um, that allows them to keep their aerial assault identity. Uh, but also wins ball games. It kind of seems like an advanced Freddie Kitchen situation. Uh, to lose that game to the Bears as well, it, it just, yeah. Um, oh, gosh. With, with defunct Mitch, Mitch Trubisky you know, coming at you, it's, <laughs> it's tough. And so I, I will, if I want popcorn fodder, if I want to watch a, a, a dumb blockbuster movie, I'll watch the Falcons this year. But when I want something cerebral, I'll watch teams like the, like the Patriots. But yeah, so Atlanta's been definitely been disappointing. Mm -hmm. I mean, and it's not that they they've put up points Mm -hmm. and their defense is stunk, you know. And then as soon as soon as the seems like once they get like a twenty point lead, it's like the offense is like, all right, we're done. We don't we don't need any more points. Like, no, y'all y'all better keep your foot on the gas. Y'all defense keeps giving up points, even though you know Coach Quinn is supposed to be the defensive mastermind. Uh, it, it's not looking good for them at all. Um, I think Malcolm and I agree. A couple more losses um, straight, and he's probably out. Uh, for me, I've been very disappointed to see the Eagles the way they've been playing. Don't get me wrong. I know injuries have been just a tough, tough blow for the Eagles last year, this year. They get Deshaun Jackson back right now, and then they're without Alshon Jeffrey. Uh, the first week, they didn't have Miles Sanders. Uh, he's proven to be a solid uh, running back for them the, the previous two weeks. But um, Carson Wentz just does not look good. Something is going on. I mean, he's had two interceptions mm-hmm. every game this year. Six interceptions in three games. That's sounding very Jameis Winston-y, uh, which is just Ooh, we wee. all know will not get the job done. So Philadelphia's got to clean it up uh, really quickly. Um, they still have a chance to be contenders, um, but not the way Carson Wentz has been playing. They've got to get Miles Sanders involved in their offense. And their receivers got to make some plays. Uh, they they were missing Dallas Goddard, I believe, last week. That one-two punch at tight end for them has been huge, uh, at least in week one. So, yeah, I mean, uh, Coach Peterson has his work cut out for him if they are going to be contenders. Well, I was just – I looked – I'm looking at the Eagles depth chart right now. And Alshon Jeffries, questionable yep. at wide receiver. Yep. Right receiver Deshaun Jackson, questionable. J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, questionable. <laughs> Uh, Jalen Rager, their draft pick, injured reserve. Marquise Goodwin, <laughs> out, out. Like yep, they just can't, they can't get healthy at. All. I think that's the a huge thing. I mean, yeah. Carson Wentz is throwing to people you've never even heard of. Yeah, um, so is Aaron Rodgers. Right. Well, <laughs> you've heard of Devontae Adams. <laughs> that's the only one though. That, I mean, Adam Lazard, Marquise Valdez, Scantling. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, that's. I've been disappointed by the Eagles as well, but I'm actually going to look at. Minnesota, and mm. I'm going to put that completely on. They built this team around Kirk Cousins, and the Kirk Cousins experience is good for a little bit and then bad for other times. He's just not a consistent quarterback. Yep. And if you're going to build your team around a middling quarterback and pay him all of this money, these are the results that you get. Um, you have a good running back at Dalvin Cook, and they've been able to run the ball successfully. Yeah. But losing Stephon Diggs is huge, huge especially man. for what they got back for him. Yep. Um, Justin Jefferson is a solid receiver, but yes. he's young. Yep. Adam Thielen is good, but he's not really. Is he really a one? I don't really think so. He's not a one. Um, Kyle so, Rudolph is a is a solid tight end, but once again, when that quarterback position is so weak, and the defense has just played terrible, and Mike Zimmer is supposed to be a defensive guy. He is. They went and got Yannick well, Ngakwe, and it just it, they haven't been able to do anything defensively. Nope. So when you have a defense that's as porous as theirs is, and Kirk Cousins, who's, who is as consistent as he is, even if you have one of the best running backs in the game, like Dalvin Cook, it's hard to overcome that, especially in today's NFL. You've got to be able to be effective in the passing game. Yeah, I think there was a game. Kirk Cousins had like 90 yards passing or something like that. It was, oh, yeah, that's when they scored 11 points 
uh, and he had 113 with three interceptions. So it's it's not pretty for them. Not pretty at all. Yeah. If my back goes for 181 yards <laughs> and I get a receiver that goes for 175, I shouldn't be losing ball games. You should not. Nope. So which one of these coaches do you think is in, in the most trouble? Quinn. Quinn, for sure. Yeah. No question. Yeah. And I would even throw out uh, Houston's uh, Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien. The yeah. finesse god himself. <laughs> is that what it, is? it is not John Gruden anymore. <laughs> I think we need to get, might need to give that to the Cardinals for finessing uh, DeAndre Hopkins out of Houston. It ain't even their fault. Like, listen, if you if I'm any team and I don't even have to give up a first oh for Hopkins, gosh. I'm throw. Oh man, you can have AJ Green. Oh my Take gosh. him. Take AJ. Give me Duke Hopkins. Cool. He's I got Bill O'Brien as the most likely to need uh, uh, government protection. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, Houston's gonna turn on him real quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, uh, and really, Carson Wentz really is in danger in Philly. Um, Jalen Hurts because they got Jalen Hurts back there. They drafted early. You don't draft a guy that early in the draft, and you, if you don't think that he's the future, and if Carson Wentz is gonna play like this for the whole year. That 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 might be a quicker hook than we think around mid season or yeah. even later in the season if the season gets out of hand. Um, I know Doug Peterson wants to stick with his guy, but those it, they're lucky there's not full fans in Philly because they would be booing every second Carson Witts touches the football. Kevin Hart would just be having <laughs> all the Eagles fans. It'd be rough. So real quick. Uh, this upcoming week, we've got games to talk about, but there is one game that we know that is not going to be happening on Sunday, and that's Philly versus Tennessee. This is the first official postponement of an NFL game due to COVID. Are you, is how it could, Pittsburgh? I think it's Pittsburgh. Yeah, Pittsburgh versus yeah. the Titans. What yeah. did I say? I think you said Philly. My bad. Philly. We were just yeah, talking. Pittsburgh versus the Titans. Um, first postponement due to COVID. How concerned are you guys about this? It's, it's kind of been pushed out of our the front of our minds for the NFL we haven't really had any real issues. We've had a few things. Um, but now that we're being faced with this now in week, what is this for? How concerned are you guys about this being a problem going forward, especially as the weather is getting colder um, and the flu is starting to to creep back up? It's definitely worrisome um, because you can't do a bubble like the NBA mm-hmm. uh, that's proven to work. Um, I mean, these guys are still going out and eating out and uh, all these different things. So it's definitely worrisome. Um, do I believe that the NFL will be forthcoming about everything mm. and, and shut everything down the way they probably should? No, they won't. Too much money still at stake, even with a limited number of fans. So I'm worried, uh, but I don't think that it will, you know, cause for like, you know, season cancellations or anything like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll say I'm at least glad to see that they were decisive mm. um, once the reports came out, and it wasn't long before it went from a post, you know, from a uh, what canceled activities or, or closed down the facilities mm-hmm. through the week to actually postponing the game. Yeah, so I think at first they were saying like, yeah, they'll do a Saturday walkthrough and then play Sunday, and I was like, that's stupid. <laughs> so I'm, 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 I am glad that they went ahead and made that move. I'm, I'm pretty consistent in, in, in taking the NFL to task. So I got to at least give them credit for making the really uh, the right choice. Uh, frankly, we don't know how to feel. We, we don't know what's coming. This is, uh, like Keith mentioned, um, it's a lot less contained um, and, and a lot less uh, controlled of an environment. Um, and then also, like, yeah, you're dealing with a league that's a lot less transparent mm. and, and, and just uh, by way of their actions, they're a lot more, a lot more money hungry. So, um, it will be interesting. I really do hope we don't see cover ups because of this. Um, I really hope that we don't come to find out that there are Vikings players that test positive as mm-hmm. well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. given that there were staff and things like that, um, and players that tested positive, but it'll be interesting moving forward and seeing how this tilts and how this, uh, tips the scales for things. Um, I think that we're more likely to see an owners and a commissioner just stuffing their fingers in their ear, like, la, 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 la. <laughs> it's not really happening, but um, for as much as they can. But if you get two, three, you know, at this point, it's already two. If it becomes three, four, five teams that are, that are starting to be affected by this, um, I'm wondering what moves they will make if lives will come before uh, uh, capital. 
Uh, we know the answer. We now. very much so we know the answer. Capital will definitely leave. Make men up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Pretty they'll, much. They'll start bringing in replacement players. Uh, Donald Trump will try to make sure he oh keeps football God. together. Oh, yeah. uh, He'll bring that back, too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I think you guys hit it on the head. It's, it's something that we're going to have to keep an eye on. Um, NFL is not the most transparent of leagues. And honestly, I think their core fan base would not care if they were or not. Um, they just want their football. So, um, yeah, I, I'm i glad that they were decisive with this. They didn't wait until Friday or Saturday. Um, it looks like they're shooting for a Monday or Tuesday night game to, to play that if, if everything goes well. So yeah. that'll be an interesting effect on the schedule now, especially if it's a Tuesday game. Um, those teams are going to have really quick turnarounds, it, and it may, may almost be automatic L's for those teams trying to come back Tuesday and play again on Sunday. Um so, something to keep our eye on as we're moving forward. But let's talk about the games that are happening week four of the NFL season. What games are we looking forward to seeing? I'll start off. I'm really interested in seeing this Raiders-Patriots game. The Raiders have been one of the more surprising teams this year. Derek Carr has been good enough. The defense has played well. And Josh Jacobs is, I think, a budding superstar. Um, and that Patriots offense. It, hey, bro, the, uh-huh. the Raiders are playing the Bills. Oh, what am I looking at? Uh, oh, um, never mind. That was the game I was talking about. Buffalo, <laughs> Buffalo Raiders. Buffalo is, Raiders. Okay, yes. it makes sense. Buffalo versus the Raiders, um, and then Josh Allen. I mean, borderline MVP candidate type of season from him. Yeah. Um, I know fantasy owners are really happy with, <laughs> with Josh it. Allen. They right love now. it. Stephon Diggs was a huge get for them. Yep. Um, so I'm interested to see if they can keep their momentum going. Which this is going to be the battle of battle of momentum really here with Raiders coming on. Bills looking like they might be trying to take control of that NF or that AFC East division. Um, I think that could be a really exciting game, um, and I, I'm really interested to see Derek Carr if 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 Buffalo's going to be able to put up points. He's got Derek's going to have to actually throw the ball and yeah. score some points for this yep. team, um, and that's going to be the test going down the stretch. Are they going to be able to consistently get plays with the wide receiver core that's a little iffy? Yeah. They've got the uh, young guy Henry Ruggs who hasn't really played a whole lot this year due to injury, so they're going to have to find a way to score some points against this Buffalo team because I think they're going to be able to score against against. Uh, I keep wanting to call them Oakland, but they are Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> Ian. I guess I'm going to kind of cheat and go ahead with uh, what I feel like is game of the week, Patriots Chiefs. Um, mm. Yeah. Cam v. Pat. Uh, I think Cam definitely comes into this matchup with a huge chip on his shoulder, which he's been show- he's been carrying uh, since before the season started. Yeah. Um, the man has a lot to go out there and prove. Um, uh, and then you get, you know, we've seen the Avengers. It's the Phil Colson. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, the James White. Um, they they have uh, much more incentive to play for uh, with him losing his parents, and um, uh, they're going to want to go out there and win it for their guy. Uh, now that is all that sentimentality aside, uh, we're still seeing some solid play. Um, it's interesting to see Bill Belichick just getting started with his new toy, his new toy that's mobile, <laughs> his new toy that is uh, uh, that is a force to be reckoned with. When you you get down on that goal line, he is as viable an option as your running back, as your you know, as your receivers. And so, uh, I'm enjoying seeing this experiment. Um, but the Chiefs are the Chiefs, and they are a tank, and they're rolling, and they don't look to have missed a step. They've got continuity on their side, and so I want to see how those things balance out. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, the, I love Cam Newton. I'm a little concerned about their passing game just because yeah. they just don't have the wide receivers they need to be able to to really threaten teams down the field. They can really sit, kind of sit back, um, and let them play in front of them because they're not really that deep threat. And I, I, I enjoy watching Cam Newton play, but I think at a certain point they're going to have to figure out a way to either bring in somebody yep. or diversify that offense a little bit more because having Cam run <laughs> 17, 18, 19 times a game and it's, he's been their leading rusher for most yep. of this season, so I'm a little I'm a little worried coming into this game that it's going to be a tough a tough road for the Patriots against the Chiefs. Yeah, well, Ian, I let yeah. I let you go because I thought you were going to say Browns Cowboys, so I'll go ahead and say that's the game I'm most mm. interested in this week. Uh, uh, Dallas has definitely had a few rough weeks. Um, they're one and two thus far. Uh, Cleveland, you know, two game winning streak. So I'm really, I really want to see what Baker's going to do. There's not fans there. I want to see him try to get 
um, comfortable against a Dallas defense that has been known to play well at times, but is very inconsistent. And uh, Dallas is going to be hungry uh, because they know they should have won a couple of the games that they lost, uh, or at least one of the two that they lost. So um, I'm, I'm looking to see what Dak in that offense. You know, I, I love seeing C.D. Lamb line up with him. I think they need to use him a little bit more. Um, so, yeah, we'll see. That's the game I'm really looking forward to, though. I want to shout out Ed Stefanski for doing what Freddie Kitchens wouldn't do and Hugh Jackson struggled with. I think they all wanted to open up the offense and just throw the ball around, get yep. it to Jarvis and yep. Odell, and I think that really hurt Baker. But this team is built to run the ball with Run those two running backs. Why not? Um, it's you got not, the best backfield in the, right. in the freaking country. So it's not sexy. It's not It's not amazing. But if you have that running back, those that running game, and then you can play action pass off Absolutely. of that, that's where you can get into those big plays. But if you're trying mm-hmm. to just sit back and throw – 50, 60 times with Baker Mayfield, it's just not, that's not the way this team is built. Nope. Not at all. But it'll be a fun game, fun matchup to watch early in the season. There's a reason I didn't match in this game. Why? You don't, you don't, I, you, you don't think they're going to win? I, I am a believer in the Browns. Mm-hmm. I will always cheer for them. I, I just feel like Dak is going to have a career game mm. on Sunday. Sheesh. Um, our secondary is not up to snuff. And um, I think, you know, he gets great protection. Mm. Yeah. It's, but, you know, hey, I've been wrong before. Yeah. And maybe, just maybe, our defense steps up and plays amazing. But probably not. Unless my <laughs> beard, unless, unless that D-line is, is getting to that and they're, they're disrupting what he wants to do between Gallup and Cooper and, and Lamb, yeah, it's going to be something. Well, you just take away Ezekiel Elliott. That's the number one thing for me, at least. You know, if you play the Cowboys, make Dak beat you Mm -hmm. and live with the results. So uh, if he does, then he does. Make him make tough throws. As you said, Miles Garrett's got to get, you know, um, busy and get in that backfield. Make him feel that pressure. Dak's not the best quarterback under pressure. So uh, that's your recipe right there. I think I just gave you guys the recipe to win. I think the recipe is put a a Mason Rudolph jersey on Dak Prescott (laughs) and Miles Garrett will go crazy. (laughs) Oh my goodness! We we have been successful against the run, and so I I will say that I'm I'm encouraged to have seen that. Uh, But then again, it was the Bengals that we played, and then the Washington football team. Don't say the Bengals like we're terrible or anything. Joe Burrow was lighting y'all up. Just saying, Uh, Joe Burrow's not running the ball, and (laughs) I I might light something up with 61 pass attempts as well. Uh, gotta love it. So we'll be looking forward to those games. Um, let's go ahead and talk. I mean, it's really the most important thing that's happening right now, and that's the NBA Finals, guys. We have our matchup. Um, there is a small, minuscule possibility that the series could be over before we record another podcast. Uh, so <laughs> that would be wild, by the way. If we only get to talk about this for one week, but I don't think it's happening. I don't think so either. But there is a chance. Um, so let's talk this series, Miami versus LA. There's a lot of subplots. There's matchups to look at. So let's look at, uh, Miami first. Um, what, if Miami wins the series, what's going to be the reason why? Tyler Hero. I think he's the X factor for Miami. Mm. I think if he's playing as well as he did game six and seven, that's trouble for LA uh great wing play that's why I was worried I was more concerned with the Clippers at least Mm -hmm. because you have Paul George you've got I mean Patrick Beverly's not the greatest offensively um but they had strong wing play and you add Kawhi into that mix but if Tyler Hero puts up 35 a night Mm -hmm. like he did in game seven that is trouble 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 um Bam Adebayo also has to be special um, both have to be special, but I think Hero, uh, with his shooting ability, his ability to stretch the floor, um, I think he's that X factor for Miami. I would agree. Uh, it feels like I've heard that somewhere before. <laughs> oh, yes. I believe I was singing the praises of one young Tyler Bartholomew Hero <laughs> on last week's episode. Um, and he came up huge, and he is feeling it. He's flowing. Uh, guy has all the confidence in the world, he does. but he's he matched that with increasing production. Yep. Uh, both he, both he and Bam. So you got, you got Bam and AD. Um, you've got LeBron and Jimmy. 
you know, they probably won't be guarding each other as as much, but I do expect to see them head to head. To me, yeah, uh, that's that's the matchup that really goes on. Um, it's Kuzma versus Hero, and then it's Dragic. And I'm going to go ahead and put it out there. Uh, playoff Rondo. <laughs> playoff Rondo. I, I knew baby. it was coming. I was just waiting for when. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, Rajon Rondo has been a huge part yes. of getting not ta- only that. We're talking about the Miami Heat right now. We're talking about the Miami Heat right now. Uh, but <laughs> I will say that uh, if. Why? If Dragon <laughs> can continue his level of play, um, Rondo, you will get the shine on this pod. Don't you worry. But no, if uh, if, if Dragon continues that level of play, yeah, um, and if they can continue to get hero, they're going to give the Lakers fit. Yeah, for sure. Uh, because you're gonna see all of that uh, um, uh, adversely. You do not have that level of shooting. Okay, Miami. Yep, Dragon <laughs> hero. Duncan Robinson, um, they got to show up. And Jay Crowder, if he can continue his Are y'all just going to name every Miami Heat player? Like, uh, dang, well, I, just, I just mentioned it's two. It's the shooting. It's the shooting. Y'all just naming everybody. I'm going to have to go. Myers Leonard is going to be the reason why. Like, y'all didn't <laughs> well, I said Tyler Hero. You know, that's and bam. I, I threw that in there because, of course, he has to. I mean, of course, he has to be important, you know. Like, but, man, but, all right. but mainly is Hero. Mainly for me is Hero. Got to leave me. And mainly, mainly for me is, is Dragic slash Hero. <laughs> and and Rondo apparently, <laughs> absolutely uh, Rondo. But we'll get there. I think I think it's pretty pretty simple for me. Bam needs to be special defensively because he's their only real big. Mm. Uh, if they play Myers Leonard at all during this series, they've probably lost the series because mm. he can't guard anybody. <laughs> oh no! Is mm. it um, lost? It's he hasn't played at all in the play. They haven't even tried to play him in the playoffs at all. They they were not worried about. <laughs> They're big. They've been playing Bam, and that's basically ri- Kelly Olynyk plays, but he's some games he's on, some games he's off. And if he has to guard AD, that's curtains. The, in the words of Shaq, that's shredded barbecue chicken every <laughs> night. So it, it's going to be up to Bam to really do a great job of staying out of foul trouble and co- trying to control AD as much as possible. I honestly don't think he's going to be able to control him. You just got to make things difficult for him. Yep. AD is one of the best tough shot takers and makers in the league, especially as a big guy. So Bam is really going to have his his hands full. He hasn't played a guy like this in the playoffs. Um, so I think if it's, it's going to be that at Eric Spolstra. Spolstra is going to have to to design something that is going to control AD and LeBron. No one has been able to do it yet. Spolstra's uh, a great coach, but though. Spolstra is a great coach. Absolutely. And he's going to have some trick up his sleeve, whether it's the zone that they run, um, or something else, um, he's going to have to devise some kind of defensive strategy to slow down the big two here. So, I know, Ian, you're interested in talking about the Lakers. We're going to let you lead off. We're going to let you lead off. Get uh, Go ahead and name Rondo as the important player <laughs> of the series. Rajon, oh, Rajon. You've done it before. I believe you'll do it again. Um, preach, I preach. never lost faith in you, Rajon, through the darkest times, through the Dallas times, through your <laughs> through your ousting in Boston. I've always believed that you were the best facilitator of offense in the league. Now, wait, while you may not be what you once were, you're still more than enough to stabilize the purple <laughs> wow, and gold. <laughs> to stabilize the purple and gold. Uh, it's not just the vision, it's also the toughness. Apparently, your brother being there helps Maybe he's doing okay. I'm gonna leave it alone. <laughs> Point is, um, I really do think that he becomes a huge difference maker. Um, those guys trust him; they buy into him. You remember the way that he uh, uh, galvanized the Chicago Bulls. I'm kind of getting the feel that he has that same effect on, so more particularly, the young guys there. I think they will be resilient and continue to play even through struggle, even harder. Why? Yeah, LeBron a little bit, but mostly Rajon is there. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> Lakers and six. So I want to, I just want to, I like to go on basketball reference and look at people's names and nicknames. So I don't know if you guys know this about Rajon. His middle name is Pierre. Mm-hmm. Uh, the nicknames they have listed for him are some of the best I've ever heard. Oh, God. Um, Johnny Swag okay. is one of them, apparently. Never heard that. And the yoga instructor. So. Ian, you got anything? Well, there's that. Mm. I have nothing. <laughs> I have nothing at all. 
Jones. So is that the I guy? I gave everything I have. So is that is that is that the uh, the key person or thing for the Lakers if they win this series? Um, talking about Rondo, I I, I really do think he Kuzma. Again, they they have to outplay Hero Dragon. Mm. Malcolm, what say you? Um, the defense. It's it's got to me. It's got to be their defense. Um, they've been at an elite level in the playoffs. I think really starting at the end of that Portland series and even yeah. in the Denver series, they did a good job of of controlling um, Jokic and making Murray hit tough shots in that series. Um, and I think they're going to have to do. It's going to be a different assignment for this because there's so many guys that could beat you. Yep, they make the the. Miami makes the next pass, and you don't know who's going to beat you from game to game. It may be a, a, a game where Jimmy takes over. It might be a game where Hero gets hot. Duncan Robinson might go crazy. Jay Crowder, of uh, all people. Well, Jay Crowder's <laughs> kind of come down to earth recently. But, yes, that's that's also a concern. Um, and so I think if they if they have that same defensive focus and Frank Vogel puts together a game plan, and I'm interested to see how the rotation is going to work out in this series. Dwight played a lot more in this last series. Is he going to be the starting center in this series? Is JaVale back in? Are we going to see Markeith at the five a little bit? Um, but I think I think that defensive effort is going to need to be there. The full, they can't have lapses like they had against Denver, against Houston, and let them yep. back in the game. Yep. Um, and turnovers. Turnovers are going to be key. Um, they'll, they'll, Miami will make you pay for those turnovers. And so having 20 turnover games, you can't do it in this series. Yeah, uh, I agree. I think, though, that uh, three-point shooting is what's going to be key. I think if Danny Green and KCP, um, I think those two are going to be the most critical to watch in this series. First of all, Danny Green for his defense. uh, But two, for the love of God, as I said last week, Danny, please (laughs) just knock down some shots for us in these finals. And you'll get yourself another ring. Um, Him and KCP. KCP can be very streaky at points. Um, I don't know if we're going to see any at all of Jr. or any of the other guys who can come off and hit a few shots. I can answer that for you. We will not see any of Jr. in this series or Dion. Well, we might. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they give Dion a little bit of run just for that revenge factor. But yeah. I, I don't think we're going to see any Jr. Well, so th- so that really again puts the pressure on those guys to hit you know big shots. LeBron is going to find you. Rajon Rondo, playoff Rondo is going to find you, knock down some shots, and you take care of Miami because Miami will hit shots um, with the squad they've got. So that, those are the two guys that I'm really looking for. LeBron should get his, AD should get his, but what will Danny Green and KCP, and I even agree with Kuzma, what will those role players uh, have to say for themselves? Yeah. Are we saying that uh, JR and Dion were the the homies? They were the Dante Dome pickups? Uh, they, were, they were absolutely the depth picks that if it works out great, if not, you will never see a minute of basketball. Man, I wouldn't be shocked if they put in JR for a little bit just to see if he can hit some shots. I'm not even going to, I'm going to throw that out there. I could see it happening. I got a proposal. If it's close in the final second of the first game, put JR in. Nope. No, nope. just to see that, what happens to LeBron. That is the opposite of the moment that I want to see. Yeah, him no, not at all. <laughs> Finals game one a few years ago will forever. He will never live that down ever, ever. So I, yeah, put him in early. You know, yeah. you get his feet wet. <laughs> don't put him in late. Why? Never mind. Ian. I don't even want to know. Look, if he, I'm going to say what I said earlier for this player as well, if J.R. Smith plays any significant moments in this series, then they the Lakers are probably getting blown out or lost. If he's if Frank Vogel is grasping at straws that include J.R. Smith, I'm concerned. That's when I'm going to get concerned. Interesting. I'm glad Earl is so highly thought of here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I want I want J.R. and Dion to get a ring because I want to see their antics when they win. I just want to see Henny J.R. again. I want to see Dion acting like he's a champion. I want to see all of it. Mm. Mm-hmm. I will say one storyline that I think is a little overblown is the wing defenders for the Heat. Jimmy Butler is solid. Andre Iguodala. People keep saying he's a good defender against LeBron, but LeBron lights him up every single time. So I'm not definitely torches him. Like yeah. he, I mean, he. I guess he makes it look difficult as LeBron goes for a thirty point triple double, but it's like he's still going for a thirty point triple double. So, I, and then Iguodala is not what he used to be. So it's like I don't. And then, he's a good role player, though. Good, yeah, he's a he's a solid role solid player. But role if player. you're expecting him to be a, a LeBron, 
you know, Ruben Patterson stopper. No, uh, no. Like, let's let's pump the brakes. And yeah. Jay Crowder is he's better against different kind of wings than LeBron. Like LeBron can still overpower him. He's faster than Jay Crowder. I'm just they they'll they'll compete. They'll they will definitely compete, and it'll be a, probably the toughest. Other than maybe Jeremy Grant, the tougher toughest matchup LeBron faces. But I'm not really buying into the whole. Miami has the wings to stop LeBron. That's not a that does, that doesn't exist. We and shall. People see. are saying this about current Andre Iguodala. Yeah, bro. I've been listening to people say some wild stuff. Man. Some wild stuff. He looks like what he's been through. I don't, <laughs> I don't know how. Look, bro. I'm oh, you want to talk about somebody needs to come on home? His hairline is is going from every direction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, let it go. <laughs> um, all right. So, what are you guys' predictions for this series? I'm going Lakers in six. Um, I do think that Miami will get two games, and uh, Lakers and my boy Brian will get his fourth ring. Let's go. Ian, who you I got? also am going Lakers in six. Um, yeah, I don't, there's not a whole lot to say. When we thought when LeBron and AD got together, it would be tragic. It has been tragic. Tragic. Out of bubble, in bubble. And, um, now, if it goes seven, I got Lakers in seven. <laughs> <laughs> I like. I was wondering if you were going to go hard pivot on that one. Uh, so yeah, I, you know they've they've really done everything they could to doubt this guy. They didn't think he would make it. They they didn't think that he could lead this LA team um, to the mountaintop. But Alex Caruso is going to win the championship and. Lakers, Lakers in four. No, I'm kidding. Lakers. <laughs> I don't. I'm gonna say Lakers in five, just because y'all said six. I was gonna say six too, but I'm gonna Ooh. say Lakers in five. Yeah, I wanted. Really? To, I wanted to say Lakers in three, but mm. like we used to say, with like we used say. to say, <laughs> <laughs> Lakers in one. Uh, honestly, I mean, uh, uh, Golden State in one. In one. Can we just Gosh, we Kevin Durant just a one game series, Ugh. please? Uh, but I think it's gonna what, be. A, what? Go ahead. Good. Well, I was gonna say why? Why, why do we think it's so decisive? Um, I I just really have they they don't really have anybody to guard Anthony Davis. They just don't. Um, and if Bam gets in any kind of foul trouble, they're really in trouble. <laughs> like if I'm Anthony, if I'm anybody on the Lakers, and I see Kelly Olynyk on Anthony Davis, I'm giving him the ball. Every, I don't care what the score is. I don't care what the shot clock says. I'm giving the ball to Anthony Davis getting out of the way yeah. and just letting him go to work because it's going to be just shredded barbecue chicken and just every hope he doesn't time. commit another terrible foul that he committed years ago on Kevin Love mm. that took us yeah, well. away, took a championship away from us. But anyways, that's the end. Markeith Morris is going to rip his head off if that happens. So. <laughs> I think everyone will at that, at that point. <laughs> Miami will really have a serious name. You know? Gosh. Uh, and I think I, LeBron, I think, um, at the end of that Denver series, that last game, you saw him go to that level that mm-hmm. I think we're going to see in the finals. I don't think we're going to see the LeBron we've seen even throughout these playoffs. I think he's about to go, and we've seen it every these all of these playoff runs. We've seen it where LeBron kind of malazes around and then gets to the finals, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, this okay. guy is the best player in the world." And I think LeBron sees it. He feels it. He he's four games away from his fourth championship. I think we're about to see a special LeBron in this series. I hope so. I really do, and I hope we see that defensive, mm-hmm. um, you know, energy that he he used to lock up, you know, um, Kawhi on that last second shot that we all remember seeing. I hope we get that all serious. That would be amazing. Yeah, I mean, Ian, what what? How do you feel about LeBron going into the series? Um. Man, I agree. I think he's focused. I think the – I feel like LeBron is Batman. I'm watching The Dark Knight. But I also feel like Jimmy Butler is the Joker. Mm. I mean, I, I really – you know, LeBron flips switches. You know, there's that iconic shot of him sitting on the court looking focused. And I love it. I love that energy. Um, and I do want to see LeBron get it. I also think that Jimmy Butler might just go home and eat baby chicken live. Like I, I <laughs> he's growing a handlebar mustache. There's just this this thing going on with this cat. That mustache That's is disgusting. Different. It's yeah. <laughs> and I think 
and, and and you've seen his his energy, his his spirit, and everything. You've heard, you've seen him rave about this team. I said this last week, but um, uh, those guys love the work. They love the work that they're they're living on the rush right now, and I think it's it's dangerous. Uh, I, I will I will quote quote uh, Alfred Penny Pennyworth. Some men just want to watch the world burn. Mm. And so when you got wild cards like that, I, I you know I, I think they'll be able to handle it again. I feel my picks are my picks, but um, I am holding off on the sweet talk and the Lakers and five talk just for that reason. I oh. think Miami is legitimately focused. Oh, I wanted to say Lakers and four, but that makes absolutely no sense. I, just because it sounds <laughs> <Nah>. good, <laughs> but nah, but if it happens, I'll be happy. <laughs> Same here. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, hopefully we'll be able to talk about the series again next week. Or maybe, you know, maybe hopefully not. Maybe we want the Lakers to sweep. I don't know. I'll take a sweep. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the shocking news on the coaching carousel. Doc Rivers gone from the Clippers. Um, let's spend a, just a little bit of time on this. How surprised are you that this happened right now? I'm honestly surprised. I didn't think that they would, uh, you know, um, give him the boot. I did. Of course, we all expected them to get to the Western Conference Finals. um, But for him to be gone so quick, and of course, the coach normally takes most of the blame, but his players did not play well, Mm -hmm. um, you know. So, I don't know. I'm really shocked, you know, and I hate to go here, but, you know, if this was a white coach Mm -hmm. who was pretty prestigious, does he keep his job? Mm -hmm. You know, the, the... um, level that black coaches, you know, have to stay at in order to keep their job is just crazy to me. Mm. Um, you know, so we'll see. I'm sure Doc will get, you know, another job, but it's just surprising that uh, it happened. I thought for sure he'd have at least one more chance. Yeah. Um, I thought Mean that said uh, <laughs> it was that shot of Iverson uh, stepping over to Ron Lou. They said it's to Ron Lou stepping over Doc Rivers. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I hear you, Keith. We got what? Fisdale, McMillan, Gentry, and now Doc. Um, it, it's tough to see guys go down. But like those other three, except maybe Nate, I think Nate McMillan deserved a little bit more time. Uh, but Doc, he, he had a good run. He had a good run, and he had some great players in that run. Yep. You start thinking, of, you start going down the list, and um, uh, uh, we started having this conversation about the the players that Doc Rivers has coached and how many final appearances he's been able to parlay that into. Yep. You got to think, you know, Ray Allen, Paul Pierce, uh, Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Also, <laughs> I just looked at Malcolm like, bro. <laughs> it was the last name I was expecting to hear right there. It really truly was. Um, but no, I, I think uh, Doc had a good run. Um, I do think that the whole what president of basketball operations thing. I just don't think it works. It doesn't. I want people to stop being in pursuit of it. I know you want more control of player personnel and movement, um, but you just got to make sure you get into a situation with people you agree with because I, I don't think the split worked. Um, but no, I, I I think I think he got a good run. I'm not ready to cry privilege like Stephen A. Smith or anything about. <laughs> Um, you know, how quickly he got fired or if there's a white guy that takes his place. But I do want to see him bounce back. Um, I personally want to see Doc in college. Oh. Or or possibly, just possibly, in OKC. I have some very curious, I mean, especially since they've gotten that solid development, um, you know, and Billy Donovan was a good coach, but I don't know if he had the approach that Doc had. See, put Doc in a non-pressure situation. I just, I'm, I'd like to see how he fares. Wow, that is a that's a pretty hot take. I have to say, I did not. Okay, see, I think they're about to kind of like do a little mini blow up, get rid of uh, Stephen Adams and Chris Paul. But that's another podcast for another day. Um, yeah, Doc, I'm I'm surprised. I'm I'm surprised it happened now. Yeah. I thought it was if it was going to happen, it was actually going to happen earlier. Um, and it seemed like he was going to stay there after kind of initial reports came out. But when you look at how they lost that that series, I mean, you, you've got to lay a lot of that at Doc's feet for not making the adjustments, not changing the rotation in the right way to help that team be successful. You've got to put a lot of that on Doc. Um, and he and he said as much 
um, in the post game, like I think good coaches are supposed to say. Um, I have. I have mixed feelings about him coming back now. I think it's got to be the right job. It looks like Philly is interested. Um, Houston would be interesting, kind of. Um, New Orleans is interested as well. Um, here's here's my... I have two hot takes. The Clippers are going to regret this because um, I just don't know who you get to come into this situation. This was This was like the perfect situation for Dr. Thrive. He's a player's coach. He manages egos. He manages people. Who who's gonna come in and do that? I mean Tyron Lou, I don't know if he stop. I don't know if he wants I don't know if he wants this job or does he want to go get his own team somewhere else. Um I just don't know who you get that's as good of a coach as Doc Rivers to come in into this situation. And my second thing is if Doc takes a year off, if he doesn't just if he isn't kind of hell bent to get a job now my prediction is that he re- he replaces Greg Popovich in San Antonio. Whoa. Woo. Okay. But that's only if he takes this year off. Um, there's just something about that situation, I think, that that makes a little bit of sense to me in terms of the kind of coach that Doc is, um, being able to come into that San Antonio system um, and kind of manage and develop some of those young guys. We saw what he did with the Clippers last year with that kind of young, inexperienced roster. Um, so I would be really interested to see what decision he makes about whether to coach this year or take a year off. And if he does, it's that San Antonio Spurs. job because they, wow. they don't have an heir apparent. They just don't. Um, what's their What's their lady coach? What's her name? Becky Hammond. So Becky? No, no Becky Hammond. No, I don't think so. No. <laughs> I think she might get a job somewhere else before she gets a job with San Antonio. Mm, okay, interesting. All right. Well, you heard it here first. You heard My it here first. Goodness. There it is. OKC, the Spurs. I, I guess I didn't have a hot take, honestly. <laughs> I think he's going to go to Philly and, you know, be their next coach, honestly. I, I just don't. Uh, so speaking of I would uh, hate to see it. the coaching carousel, what other jobs are you looking at or what other coaches do you want to see in certain positions? I've been hearing a lot of these rumors about Mike D'Antoni going to Philly, which kind of weirdly interests me because whatever you want to say about Mike D'Antoni – he understands spacing and how to make space on the floor. And that is what Philly needs. They need to figure out how to make space for both Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. So I'm kind of interested that, that philosophy wise is interesting to me. Um, but are there any other coaching openings or coaching candidates that you guys are interested in? I just want to see Mark Jackson get another shot. That's the only thing I care about. Honestly, mm-hmm. I want to see him get another shot. I think he did a great job uh, with what he was given it at golden state. You know, he drafted, that team through pretty much, you know, and didn't get to win a ring with him, unfortunately. Um, Steve Kerr came in and uh, won a couple rings. Uh, and then, of course, KD. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to see Mark Jackson get another shot. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I mean, I, it'll be interesting to see where Ty Lue ends up. I do think he'll get one of these vacancies, which I don't know. But, um, but yeah, those are the two names. Uh, Keith, I got to be honest. As I look out at Lake Erie, I see a boat. Off in the distance, and that's that ship sailing. <laughs> Mark Jackson <laughs> another job. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to get another I, shot. I think it's. I think it's. I think it's over with. Um, that's so and I and I don't say that gladly because mm-hmm. I do believe he's a he's an excellent coach, and I think regardless of his political or his I'm sorry religious affiliation, um, the question should be asked: Does he get the job done? And I think it's 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 sad that that goes how it goes, but it is. Um, for me, I, I'm hearing Jeff Van Jeff Gundy's name being thrown back Jesus. into the Way too much. Job. Way too much. And I just, I'm curious. I mean, I may be coaching with like riding a bike, but it's been a grip for Jeff. Um, if I'm correct, the last, last we saw him was the Rocket. Yeah. The the Yao Ming, maybe tracing the Grady Rocket. Yep. And so, um. I, I yeah, I, I'd be curious to see it. You know, I do think that he still has a mind for the game, and I do think that um, even in this era of tolerance and and things like that, I think he would connect the players still. Um, but just you know, is he suited to coach in the modern NBA where so much stuff has changed? I'm sure he would. I'm kind of curious to see what he would do. Um, I think I heard his name in passing about the uh the Philly and maybe even the Clippers job. Uh, yeah, and I don't really believe that. He but, has the best uh, agent well, in the world. Gets him in every conversation for every team. Hey, well, I'm shout out to JVG. 
If we're gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna do this. We do this every time there's a coach opening. I would love to see Mark Jackson in, in New Orleans with that young team. Um, but I'm, I'm of the belief I don't think he's gonna get another chance. And I also think he's, he wants the right situation to go into, and that's sure. ownership, that's front office, and you know. I don't know if that situation is going to exist. And then there's that whole thing of, does he want to stay on the West coast? And if that is one of the things that he wants, that's going to be a tough, it's going to be tough to get a job over there. So, um, yeah, I'd love to see Mark Jackson coaching again. I really would Same, absolutely. All right. Last thing before we go, let's talk college football games to watch for this week. I'll get started. We have the tenth year senior Kellen Mond and Texas A&M going up, going up against Alabama, uh, number two in the country versus number thirteen. Um, it was the 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 SEC is back, um, and I think we'll see how good, how really good Alabama is this year. We we honestly just don't know. They lost a lot of guys. They're they're breaking in a relatively new quarterback in Mac Jones, who um, largely unproven. Um, so against an AM team that has talent coached by Jimbo Fisher, Kellen Mond has been in the past, uh, a problem in the sec, but he again is an inconsistent quarterback over the last 10 Very years so. for the Aggies. Um, but I think this will be a good test for, for Bama to see where they really are. And if they really are worthy of that number two ranking in the country right now, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, I, I definitely I'm looking at the Georgia Auburn matchup. Of course, mm. it's a four and seven matchup. <laughs> I mean, my goodness, the second game you play is <laughs> could be the you know the game that potentially gets you to the playoff or not. Mm-hmm. You know, um, limited number of games. That means you know every game has that much more weight. Um, yeah, and I mean again, I'm going to be looking at quarterback play. Um, I, I think throughout the whole SEC. I'm going to be watching quarterback play. We saw LSU's quarterback did not play very well um, as his game that he, you know, followed Joe Burrow was not too hot. Well, LSU just, that whole game was a train wreck. But anyways, um, yeah, quarterback play. What's Bo Nix going to, you know, what's he going to do in his sophomore season, as I learned last week? Um, (laughs) What's he going to do with that? And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. It's at Georgia. So Auburn's got their hands cut out for him. But I do think Auburn may be able to get that job done. Oddly enough, <laughs> I'm looking at Oklahoma and Iowa State. Mm. Um, for no other reason, just saw some really uncharacteristic things um, uh, from Oklahoma in that last game uh, against Kansas State. And so uh, looking to see if they can turn it around against the team. And I feel that they should be able to handily beat. Uh, seeing how they're, you know, you know how it gets with one-win teams as, we kind of, as the season winds down. Some of them find their way back in. Uh, some of them do not. And so, uh, given that, you know, I think Oklahoma still is, did they deserve the number three rank that they had? Uh, just, you know, questions that will arise. But uh, whether they'll be able to play their way back into contention is something that I'm just kind of wondering about, especially with all the different dynamics going on with this season. And just seeing if, uh, if we can see them return to, to good form. Uh, like I said, you know, I was just surprised to see just some of the sloppy play. I think they got shut out in the fourth quarter and allowed that team to come back. So uh, uh, wanting to see if they can rebound because I have a wife and a brother-in-law who uh, are very fond of the Sooner. Very much so. Boomer Boomer Sooner. Boomer Sooner. uh, (laughs) um, And so, and is is Rattler the real deal? You know, is he he Lincoln Riley material? All things I'm thinking about. Mm. I don't want to talk about it. Um, man, Kansas. Hopefully, Kansas State ain't y'all crypt tonight, man. That's two they, in a row. they just they just are. I don't know. I hate Kansas State. <laughs> um, I hate we play them every year. I don't trust that we're going to win the game every year. This I they're so annoying. Thanks a lot, Bill Snyder. This is all your fault. Um, yeah, this just put me in a bad place. So thanks, Ian, for that. Um, let's go to our okay. parting words for for today. <laughs> Because I don't want to talk about this anymore. Uh, Ian, will you get us started with your parting words? In the words of Joe Biden, every now and again, you got to call a clown a clown. Oh, wow. uh, I want to let folks know, stop dealing with these clowns. Go ahead and call them out. Um, I was raised not to say shut up, but maybe if you find yourself in a presidential debate, you know, you just got to drop one. (laughs) 
um, just praying for our country, man. Uh, interesting things to see last night in that debate. Very worrisome, you know, that petty is now an acceptable form of communication for leadership. So uh, not to get too heavy into it, but everybody stay prayed up. Everybody go vote even now. Get yourself registered. Please. That's the word. Amen. Let the church say amen. <laughs> Give us your parting words. Uh, I want to shout out uh, two quarterbacks in the NFL, uh, that of my my quarterback, Joe Burrow, and Mr. Deshaun Watson. I feel bad for both of you. You both have very poor <laughs> offensive lines. Uh, you're doing everything you can to get your team wins. Uh, you know, Deshaun, you're, you're – Number one receiver, your Hall of Fame receiver was traded away for nothing, um, and you're left with three midget receivers. And <laughs> Joe Burrow, you know, your offensive line is just going to get you killed. I'm so sorry. But I love watching y'all play. I love, you know, your energy. I love your passion. And I'm just hoping that, you know, at least for Joe Burrow, we'll get an offensive line to protect you. But shout-outs to y'all. Y'all still balling even in the circumstances. So those are my parting words. Um, wow. Um, my parting words are going to go to, uh, to Lou Williams, you know, um, it's been a, it's been a great career for you. (laughs) Um, and it's been punctuated by the fact that you thought it was a great idea to go get some wings from strip club during a pandemic. Um, the memes and the jokes will never end. You are all for all forever be lemon pepper Lou. Um, and I'm really sad that you're out of the bubble, but I know that you are in Magic City right now, um, <laughs> just pounding some wings right now. And I hope I hope that's all that you're pounding right now. Probably hurt uh, <laughs> oh, on God. the Lakers. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, and that's it. You're there with Daniel House with and also shout out to Nikola Jokic, who has put himself in the conversation as one of the best players in the NBA. Absolutely. Um, shout out to him for the playoff run that he put together with that Denver team. Denver, are they back? They'll be back. They'll be back. For sure. All right, y'all. Well, that is it for this week's episode of the 3-in-1 podcast. Joining us from Cleveland, Ohio, Mr. Pivot himself, Ian Lamont Morgan. Go vote and in the capital city by way of cincinnati it's keith turner jr it's still who day all day every day and here also in the capital city by way of several other places it's your boy malcolm morgan this has been the three in one podcast thanks for joining us we'll see you all next time